Welcome to the official podcast of ToyPhotographers.com, where we talk to photographers from around the globe about turning action figures, Lego, miniatures, and more into fantastic works of art. Welcome to the Toy Photographers Podcast. Today's episode is the first of a planned eight-part series focused on toy photography from a beginner's perspective. My name is Terry Green Henning, and I'm joined by Ariel Figueroa. We'll be your hosts for this special series. Before we begin today's conversation about our own journeys thus far in toy photography, here's what to expect in future episodes. Our next episode will focus on gear, specifically cameras and lenses. We'll follow that with a conversation about toys, props, and accessories, because as you probably already know, there's a lot to choose from. Next, we'll discuss lighting, followed by a conversation about setting scenes, shooting indoors and outdoors, and using dioramas. We'll chat about editing and how to find support and inspiration from the toy photography community. Finally, we'll wrap up with a roundtable discussion with other toy photographers. But today, we're going to share a bit about ourselves and our origin stories as toy photographers. Let's start with you, Ariel. Hi, so, hi, Ariel. Amazing. How are you? <laughs> um, could you tell us a little bit about how long you've been at this and how you first got started? And I guess my favorite, you know, kind of chicken or the egg, which came first, toys or photography for you? So tell us a little bit. So for me, toys came first. Um, I would say, well, let's... Um, Let's start with uh, when I started. Um, I started toy photography in November of 2020. Um, so pretty recently, not even a year yet. Um, mostly because uh, I, I think it had to do with the pandemic and the fact, you know, uh, working from home, being at home all the time and um, getting a little bored every now and then. Um, but the real, the, the way it really started at that time was I've, uh, I, I was rebuilding my toy collection, um, which rebuilding because when I was younger, you know, I'm in my 40s now, when I was in my teens, early 20s, I had a toy collection um, that I sold probably like in my 30s. And I, I don't know why, to be very honest, I have no idea why the bug hit me again to start collecting toys, but it did. And I uh, was on YouTube uh, looking at a uh, review for this Spawn figure that I wanted to get. And you know how on YouTube it gives you uh, suggestions uh, for different videos that are like that one. Uh, right underneath it, there was this, uh, right underneath the video I was watching, there was this video by a guy called Sir Dork. Um, I'm sure you've heard of him. Yeah, if you're a toy photographer and haven't heard of Sir Dork, uh, Sir Dork, something, you know. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> I um, so I saw the video and the, the video was, you know, toy photography, you know, beginners. And I'm like, wait a minute, that's a thing? <laughs> I, before that, I had no idea. I had no idea that toy photography was a thing. Um, I mean, I knew, you know, probably for like professional, like ads and things like that or selling, but like as a hobby or you know it's something that you know people did themselves I, I never thought it was a thing so I mean long story short that was it you know um, I took a couple pictures with my iPhone then it graduated up to using my uh, wife's DSLR camera and finally you know have my own camera 
uh, mirrorless camera, which we will get into at another episode. Um, and that was it. It was, it was hooked from then on, and it's still that way. <laughs> wow, that's awesome. So November, so you're just shy. It's about nine months or so? It's about nine months, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so at this point, you know, toys, is it safe to assume that toys are your main focus when it comes to photography? Not anymore. Not anymore. It was in the beginning. Um, and what I mean by that is, you know, I, I would just buy toys just because I thought they were cool. I thought I loved the way they looked and everything. And I was like, I'm just, I love this toy. I'm going to get it. Um, but to- it, it, it's, it's gotten a little bit out of control. So I had to decide, um, or kind of like my wife kind of made me decide that I am no longer, if I, I, if I look at a figure and I tell myself, I don't see myself taking any pictures with this figure. Oh, I don't see myself taking more than one or two pictures with this figure. I don't care how cool it is. I'm not going to get it. So it, it's gotten to that point now where everything in my collection are toys that I have or will be taking pictures of and everything that comes into it is the same. So, oh, awesome. Awesome. Yeah, I'm going to pick up on that in a few, in a few minutes as well. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I'm coming to a similar realization. So mm-hmm. on my end, um, it's a little flip-flopped, I think. So for me, I would, I would say the photography has always been, you know, a a passion of mine or hobby ever since I think I was a teen. Um, you know, I've, I guess I've always been kind of a, a tech gear hound. Um, like you, you know, I'm in my, my mid forties. So gosh, as a kid, it was just, you know, I think I had one of those like disc cameras that, you know, the film was like that circle. Mm -hmm. And then obviously, you know, I think we all had those Polaroids and then I moved into like a regular camera um, and by regular, I mean like point and shoot and then moved into a, um, an SLR probably in my early twenties. Um, and then, you know, kind of steadily kept moving up, um, DSLR and now like you, I shoot mirrorless. Um, but again, we'll talk about that in a later episode. Um, so I've always really viewed photography as one of my passions and, and hobbies, but toys were not really a part of my life. Um, when I was a kid, I mean, the eighties were, were fantastic. Let's be honest, but Mm -hmm. I was more of, um, you know, I was a huge tomboy and I was more of a baseball card collector than, um, Mm -hmm. than a toy. Like I didn't really, I wasn't really into toys. My sisters and I, um, we played board games. We played a lot outside, but none of us were really into toys all that much. I can't remember, um, owning any significant toys on my part. Um, my even stuffed animals, like I didn't really, I wasn't into anything. So for me, I came to the toy photography world in January, um, of the, of 2021. And I had signed up to do this, um, kind of photography mentorship and, um, committing to a daily photo. It was a, a, I really wanted something that would force me to focus on my photography, to, to really develop my skills and, and I wanted the accountability and community. So I had found this uh, incredible workshop community, part coaching, part accountability community, part creative community and committed to a daily 365. So 
at that point, still not into toys. And I would say maybe January 3rd ish, I started thinking, oh my God, I have no idea what I'm going to take photos of every day. I, I don't have kids. I don't have pets. We lived in a condo and, you know, I'm thinking I'm going to run out by like February. And my husband bought me a toy van, a little die cast, um, cargo van to match our, you know, we van camp a lot. And he bought, and he's like, Hey, I know you want to play around with, um, with some of your, your regular photos as backgrounds. Cause I had been talking about that. He's like, here, play around with this van that really got it started. I think I bought one Lego minifigure of, a of the photographer girl and, and that began, I think the slippery slope. And, mm-hmm. and now, um, I would say with the exception of about 10, maybe 15 photos in January, every photo in this 365 has been a toy photo. And for someone who did not own toys before January 1st, uh, (laughs) my collection (laughs) is steadily growing and it gets out of control, doesn't it? Oh my gosh. So easily. (laughs) And I don't know about you, but like, I didn't have any specific interests, you know? So I was like, I don't even know what's out there. It was, I, I started buying Lego and then I started buying Playmobil and then I started finding, you know, oh my gosh, these action figures. And I will confess, I would say not until, gosh, it must've been March. I had never seen any of the Marvel movies. might've been June. It was June. Actually. I had never seen a lot. I know. And I started uh, kind of feeling embarrassed about that. I, and I knew, (laughs) I knew that if I had watched a lot of TV in the pandemic, I would probably not have gotten off my couch. So I purposely didn't binge watch um, anything during the early days of the pandemic. And then I started, the more I got into toys, I realized I didn't know any of the backstories of all these figures that I was seeing online. And and I just kind of fell out of the loop. And so I began, I think like June third. And I think I spent three and a half weeks and watched all of them. I just binged, you know, straight through the 23 or so Marvel movies. My husband had seen them all. My niece had seen them all. And she was kind of giving me a hard time that I didn't know anything. And I got to tell you that opened another, you know, Mm -hmm. Pandora's box because now I'm falling in love with these stories and the backstories and these characters and thinking, oh my gosh, I got to start buying action figures. So I'm all over the place. Um, I got to, I don't know about you, but I, I just, I don't have a particular niche um, at this point, which mm-hmm. I kind of like, I like that I'm playing around, but mm-hmm. like you, if I'm going to buy something, it really has to be photo first toy second. So can I use this photo or this toy for a lot of photo opportunities? You know, it's kind of like that. Mm-hmm. Is the price going to, um, can I justify the price? And, and I've, you know, I've made some choices that I think if I started now, I would not make again. Um, Mm -hmm. I actually sold one Lego. I, I was, again, I never owned Lego. Um, I bought a modular in January and then I kind of, I loved it, but I did not want to go down the rabbit hole of buying and building modulars and displaying those. And, Mm -hmm. and so I ended up selling that. Um, and I don't regret it. I think it's, it's good for me to be playing. And, and the fact that you can easily resell some of the stuff is, Mm -hmm. 
makes it really easy. You know, I don't feel like I've messed up, um, if that makes sense. And so right now I feel like I haven't really taken non-toy photos. So I, I'm probably getting rusty in my, you know, candid family photos or landscape Mm -hmm. photos, all the stuff I used to take much more often. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm having a blast and, and I'm a little bit newer than you having started Mm -hmm. in January. So still very much a newbie in this, in this whole world. Oh yeah. I mean, I, I definitely, you know, I consider, I mean, we're both newbies. I definitely consider myself still a newbie. Um, you know, I still, there's still issues that I have, uh, when it comes to taking shots, you know, like mostly with like lighting and how I like correctly and always second guessing myself. And I know, I know, and I know a lot of, uh, more seasoned toy photographers probably experience the same thing. Um, but I, I, I still feel, I still feel new to the community. I still feel fresh and you know, that's why, you know, I still consider myself a newbie uh, when it comes to, especially this is less than a year. So by, defini- by definition alone, I, I, I'm still a newbie in my, in, yeah, for me. But, um, but no, yeah, I, I, it's actually funny you mentioned that before because I'm, you know, I'm in the process of actually going through my current collection and seeing what I can sell or, uh, or trade in mostly to a local uh, comic book shop. And I hate dealing with online selling and stuff like that, shipping stuff and dealing with money transit. I'm like, ugh, I'd rather do everything locally. Um, so, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, it, it's, it's a hobby. Me personally, it's a hobby that um, I'm really enjoying. It's, I mean, it, I, I have, you know, I, I, apparently I have creati- creativity juices that I didn't know I had. Um, and, you know, going to what I said before, I still feel like I'm learning because unlike you, I've, I have no experience in photography before this, Wow. you know, be, be, besides, you know, simple point and click with certain cameras or, you know, uh, my phone, things like that. Um, I have, I've never like taken a picture deliberately to edit it and feature it kind of thing. So, you know, when it comes to editing like Photoshop, which, you know, another episode, we'll talk about that. Um, you know, I'm still learning and picking up tricks as I go along. When it comes to photography and posing and telling a story, I'm still learning and, you know, taking feedback and learning new tips as I go along. You know, I'm still on YouTube looking at videos. I'm still out there asking questions, you know, the... Um, the group that you and I belong to, Toy Photographers Group, where, you know, I, I get great feedback from everyone on there. So it's, uh, it, it's, that's why I still, that's why it still feels fresh, obviously. Yeah, absolutely. And I think um, you make such, so many good points in that. And I think what's really cool is that you're kind of doing everything all at once. Like, you know, you're, you're looking at the toys and you're thinking about the images and you're learning all of that. And I've had to kind of recalibrate my, what I thought I knew, you know, I'm used to just candid shots or, you know, when I was a teacher, I was also doing um, journalism and yearbook. And so I was often taking photos at school of sports and events. And so I'm always trying, I was always trying to capture specific moments, trying to tell a story in that way. But usually there was action and, and I was simply there to capture it. And now I feel like I'm 
I'm kind of relearning or maybe even learning for the first time that I'm in control of the whole thing. You know, there mm-hmm. is no game happening. Um, you know, I'm not at my niece and nephew's soccer games trying to shoot a, a photo or at a, a family member's picnic. And instead I'm taking this toy and trying, you know, I'm most of the time inside, um, especially in the winter months. And, and, you know, I live in new England, so I'm, I haven't really done a whole lot of, of outdoor photography, at least in the winter, but I hope to get into that. And so everything is kind of new, you know, lighting. And again, we'll talk about that in a later episode, but, um, yeah, I find that it's, it's all on me now. You know, I'm not just showing up somewhere with the camera and capturing Mm -hmm. what's happening. I'm actually creating what's happening. And so the storytelling piece is something I really want to focus Mm -hmm. on. I think sometimes I get lazy in that, you know, with a 365 project, my goal is I got to take a picture a day and, Mm -hmm. and I haven't missed a day, but there are days when I'm like, I'm just going to literally take a photo of a toy. There is no story. It's just a photo Mm -hmm. of a toy. And, um, but even, even those photos teach me something. So, Mm -hmm. um, so that's pretty cool pretty cool yeah. so for, for me it's definitely the my favorite part about this is definitely the storytelling okay it's definitely the, it, it, that's that's what I love the most about it like um you know when when I'm going through a shot the story is the first thing I come up with just because it, to me that's the most and that's the most important thing and that's the thing that I have the fun with the most oh okay so I want to hear more about this so mm-hmm. one of the things that I was thinking we could talk about is is our process and how we, um, how we approach it. You know, do we start with a toy and then just kind of think, okay, the, the story or the context will emerge, or Mm -hmm. it sounds to me like you start with a story or an idea and then maybe pick the toy that's going to best serve that purpose. Like, so talk to me about, about that. Cause we might be a little different in this. So actually it's the complete opposite. I, I never, let's, I mean, I've lost count, honestly, how many pictures I've taken. Um, but let's just, let's say out of a hundred pictures that I've taken, uh, since I started doing this, not even lying, maybe five of them, I went into it with an idea in mind. Wow. Um, normally the majority of the time, the way my process works is, all right, so I want to take a picture of something today. If I, if it's a new toy, obviously I'm going to be like, oh, I want to do something with this toy right away, with this figure right away. But if it's something just I'm picking out of my collection, I will go into my room where my stuff is. I will look at everything. And I'll just be like, okay, yeah, I, I took a picture of this one last week. I uh, did this one. I uh, did this one yesterday already. Uh, oh, you know what? I haven't done this one in a while. Let me, and then I take that figure, come into my garage where all my stuff is. And then I go from there. I'm like, all right, so what sets do I have? You know, I have a lot of, I have a couple of dioramas. So I'm like, all right, what can I do here? And so I pretty much start with the figure first and then work my way into the story, into the positioning, into the lighting. Um, I don't, for me, I know it's probably backwards <laughs> for a lot. And, you know, this being a newbies uh, podcast that we're doing here, um don't feel like you need to follow the way I do it you know obviously if you it's just a it, it's the way it's worked for me um mm-hmm. that I feel like I've I've uh I've gotten better shots out of it not saying that those other five that I went into it with a story already in mind um haven't come out good but uh, it, it's just 
I don't know, my mind, my mind just goes that way first. Figure first, then figure out what you're going to do with it. So That's are, awesome. are, you, are, you, are you the same or are you? I'm all over the place. Um, I think because I'm taking a photo every day, some days I'll, I won't have any ideas at all. Um, mm. And, and I'll look up maybe like the national day calendar and see what day it is. And if I can capture that day in a, in a photo. So I, I did that a lot, especially beginning. And that was fun. It's like, oh, it's national tortilla chip day, or it's national scrabble day. I mean, those, I feel like, especially starting out gave me so many ideas that, mm -hmm. and, and allowed me to, to keep the rhythm of a daily photo. If I didn't have any ideas like you, sometimes I'll get a, a new toy and immediately want to shoot it. But again, I feel like I need or want to invest more time in actually creating a story. Um, I think one, one plug that I'll make as um, assuming that most of our listeners are maybe just starting out or, or looking to take their craft to the next level, I enrolled in Shelly Corbett's um, Creating with Intention Toy Photography Workshop. And that was a 12-week toy photography workshop with a small group of folks. I think there were five or six of us. Um, started in February, ended in March. And I'm, I'm sorry, started in February, I think ended in June. Um, and it was so wonderful because I was new. Um, and again, it helped me come up with, I think, focus a little bit more on stories. Um, mm -hmm. Since that has ended, I would say I've gotten a little lazy thinking about stories. But again, that it's, this is such a long journey that I'm not trying to rush it, you know? So if yeah. one day I'm just taking a photo of a, of a toy car, that's cool. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I think as we start moving toward fall and winter, um, I re the focus, I really want to be on my storytelling, which is funny that it's taken a backseat because I feel like I'm a writer first photographer second, because of my background as an English teacher. And I love to write. And so I think I'm just kind of scared to, to blend the two. It's either like, I can either write or I can do photography, but I haven't yet tried to, to really blend them. Um, oh, blend them. I would do both. Yeah. That sounds amazing. Like, I don't know if I'm, I, I almost feel like my own doubts are holding me back from creating a story. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what kind of story I want to tell. So. I mean, doesn't, isn't that just the way us humans are when it comes to yeah. just life in general? Like we always, you know, like with me, like I didn't think, and I still don't think I'm good well not good you're good you know. you're good oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 thank you um you know I still think my 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 shots need a lot of work you know it's just it it's a constant need to self-improve and mm -hmm. self-validate and just you know self-doubt that always creeps in type of thing until you finally post it and you start getting all these likes and all these comments and you're like oh you know, to this day, I still get surprised when people like my stuff, you know? Like, oh, absolutely. It, it's a, so it, it's a con it's a constant thing, but I, I think that's really what pushes that creativity out, you know, that you're, um, that you're willing to, to push the bar and try something maybe that someone else hasn't tried or try something that someone hasn't, um, that uh, trying something that you might think might not work, mm -hmm. but it's like, why not? give it a try. You know, this is a hobby. This is not something we're doing professionally. It's like, right. what's the worst is going to happen? You don't like the photo. Okay. Dump it. Take another one. Yeah. Um, but it, it, I, I would say, you know, 
being uh, being that this is geared towards newbies, that would be one of my major first things of advice. Um, just do it. Just, just mm-hmm. you know, if you're like, oh, I don't think this is going to work. Well, how do you know? Try it. So what? Mm-hmm. What would you lose? Time? Lose a little bit of time. Doesn't matter. Give it a try. And uh, and then see what comes out of it. Because, you know, the, the, the best things sometimes come out of mistakes and things that were unintentional. Absolutely. So if I'm, if I'm listening and I'm thinking, okay, I'm into toys, I'm into photography. I want to kind of blend these two. They're talking about storytelling. Could, I don't really know what that means. Could you offer an example or kind of walk us through maybe a photo you've taken that has a story to it or a story that you think you're telling through a photo? So not just your stock, um, which I don't feel like you do anyway, but not just that stock photo of a, of a toy, mm-hmm. like um, a product shot kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Which I sometimes yeah. feel like that's what I'm doing. Cause I'm just being mm-hmm. lazy for the day, but okay. you know, could you walk us through an example that, and, and maybe if we have the shot, we can add it to the show notes. Uh, hmm. I mean, I have a couple there's, there's certain shots that I've done that are like a series of shots. So some, you know, like a six part four or five part series that it's like each shot goes through a scene or a story. Um, you know, one of the ones that I did found on my Instagram feed is the one with um, Ex- Inspector Gadget and uh, Michael Myers. Um, so that's uh, a couple part series that I posted on there that that goes through a story uh, across different shots. Um, so that that takes a little that took a little bit more planning against and again I knew the sh- the figures I wanted to use now how did I want to use them um, and so that took a little bit uh, of time to actually sit through and figure out okay this shot is going to be this this shot is going to be this this shot is going to be this um, other shots are just I don't know if I had to think one of, uh, more recently there's a shot that I did of uh, my vapor figure from a Mezco Toys. Um, that I have him just on a bike, on a road, riding, going like this. Oh, for well, that's right. This is an audio one, so kind of like throwing a bottle behind him, and that's it. So it could be conceived, it could it could be perceived as just a product shot, uh, but to me, it's just it, to me when I look at it or when I was uh, editing, uh, shooting, and filming and editing it. It was a, you know, hey, this guy just got in his bike and he's off to go do something and he drank a bottle of either water, beer, whatever it is. And he's just like, all right, oh, let me throw it. Time to go. Um, so it could be something as simple as that, that kind of story. Like when I say I create, you know, uh, I like creating stories. It doesn't have to be some elaborate five page comic type of right. story kind of thing. It could, it could be something extremely simple as he's just riding down, you know, I'm just riding down the highway. I'm getting Mm -hmm. to wherever I'm getting to. It doesn't matter where I'm getting to, but I'm just riding down a highway. Um, So yes, it can definitely be perceived just as a product shot, uh, which is fine. Something like that really doesn't bother me as far, as long as me, my intention behind it was there's a story behind it. And And this is what it's trying to be. If someone else sees it as, okay, cool, that's just a product shot. I don't really know what the story is. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. You know, art is subjective, like everyone says. So, uh, but there are others that might see it 
So for, I, I would say, as long as for you, you know what you're what what story you're trying to get across. You know what story you're trying to tell. Uh, what's in your mind? I, I I think that's that's more than more than enough. Um, and then others who see it, they'll either like it or won't like it. They'll either get it or won't get it. Oh, I love that. I think you know, um, if folks are involved in the toy photographers community, they've probably come across the six image narratives. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when we think about storytelling, I, I love everything you just said. I mean, it can have an arc, you know, where there is that, again, I, I feel like I'm putting on my English teacher hat, but like the, the plot triangle, you know, there's a scene and there's rising action. There's some sort of climax, there's declining action. And, or it can just be a simple image that, and the story really is that simple snapshot in time of going for a ride on the bike. Um, that's, that's a story in and of itself too. And I think I need to be a little more open-minded when it comes to acknowledging that even though simple shots are stories too, I keep trying to put my head around like a real story, you know, and come up with this whole narrative arc. And I think I'm thinking too big at this point. Um, and, you know, doing a daily project, I'm looking back, we're seven months down, um, seven and a half. And when I look back, I really do feel like I've captured my life in the past seven and a half months through the toys. Like if I look mm -hmm. at a photo, I am immediately brought back to that particular day or what I was doing. Um, Fourth of July, for example, um, you know, I was, my family was able to get together and I, I brought a Spider-Man figure and, and he was holding a sparkler. I'm going to look at that photo and, and be brought back to that day. Mm -hmm. When I was moving, uh, you know, just two weeks ago, I, I had all my toys, you know, in various states of disarray and, and, but I would take them and pose them next to boxes. And I'm going to look back on that a year to five years from now and be like, oh, that was the week we moved. Um, and everything was packed mm -hmm. up. So for the folks listening, just starting out, don't, I, I guess I would caution not to overthink this, you know, um, mm -hmm. have a toy with you all the time, or, you know, I bring my toys, um, some of them camping when we go camping, traveling, um, you know, obviously we're not traveling much these days, but if, um, you know, if I'm outside or camping or going for a walk, I'll, I'll tuck a toy in my pocket and, um, you know, see what comes up. I, I usually travel with a few mini figures and, and that's, that's been a ton of fun because I'll know if I see a particular photo, it's like, oh yeah, that's that campsite or that campground. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I think I love it's, that. I, it's so much fun. I and, and I, again, I think maybe it's the confidence in some ways mm -hmm. of being a newbie where you're not trying to prove anything. I don't care mm -hmm. if people see me taking photos outside. It's like, whatever. Um, mm -hmm. I could be doing weirder things. <laughs> so yeah. if like you see me with a camera and a toy, maybe you're going to think I'm some like really professional <laughs> toy mm -hmm. photographer, but uh, yeah, no, no, it's, I, it's neat. I, I love, I, I love that example and that way of going about it. it it's uh, you know, use your life experience. Mm -hmm. You know um, one thing that I do, which I think is, which I think is a, a great way of doing it. Um, you know, go back to when you were a kid. You know, when you were a kid and you were playing with your toys and you were in your mind coming up with stories and different scenarios and like, you know, he's the bad guy. Here's the good guy. And he's getting to this. He's got to save this. You know, my sister's Barbie or something like that. You know, it's yeah. like think go back to then of when you were 
you know, when you were a kid and, and come and having that imagination, because, you know, it's, it's, um, it's, it's one of the things I love about this hobby, like it, it's bringing out my memories as a child is bringing back that inner child, you know, it's like, it's like that quote that I, that I love, you know, that you don't, you don't grow, ah, what was, it's one of my favorite quotes, and I always forget it, um, you know, that you don't grow old, um, you don't stop playing with toys because you grow old, you grow old because you stop playing kind of thing, yes. you know, it's like, it's just, just, and playing doesn't necessarily mean, you know, you're banging two figures against each other, fighting each other, it's just that imagination, that creativity, so use everything around you, use life, what's going on in your world, in your life, like you do, yeah. what's going on in the world in general, and you know, I, I, I see how some people can have, uh, you know, creativity blocks, especially when you've been doing it so long. But at the same time, it's like, but there's so much things going on around you. Just use that. Absolutely. You know, just, just because you have a figure of Thor doesn't mean every picture you take of that Thor figure has to be Thor related. Mm-hmm. You know, it can use that Thor figure for something else. Make it fun. Yep. Um, so yeah, that's how I keep myself engaged and interested and keep that creativity going by just thinking of it that way. I love that. Cause I don't think I was that kid. You know, I don't think I, I was more the kid organizing the baseball cards and, and building mm-hmm. complete sets and making sure I had my entire Yankees team. And then I would have the whole Mets team and all those cards and I would trade mm-hmm. and sell. And I mean, again, I was like, that was what I was doing. And so I don't think I've ever really been the kid or the adult who, who plays and has a really rich imaginative life, mm-hmm. except when it's come to reading and, and kind of flexing muscles that way, this has opened up that whole world to me. And what's been really cool. Um, now that I think I've started to see family members a little bit more where we're coming, you know, I would say out of the pandemic, but we know we're not um, Mm -hmm. at this point. I've watched my nieces and nephews um, when they, when they play with some of the toys and it is, you know, they'll come over and, or I'll have toys with me at, you know, a family's house and they'll start playing and watching how it just happens naturally. You know, I'm not saying anything. I'm just letting them kind of have free reign and seeing how people just gravitate toward playing as a natural outlet. I think we lose that. Some of us, I think have lost that and are getting back to it. Some of us are finding it for the first time. And whether it's my, my nine-year-old nephew or my 19-year-old nephew, it's cool. Cause, uh, my older one came over and he, I had, you know, I'm still in the process of unpacking and I just had a couple mini figures that I haven't put away yet. And they're out along with one of the Lego rafts and he just starts manipulating them. And then he takes out his iPhone and he just starts snapping a few pictures. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I didn't tell him to do that. It wasn't like, Hey, do you want to play with Lego? It was just, they were there. He picked them up and he started, you know, kind of manipulating them into a scene, grabbed a book off my bookshelf to use as a backdrop. So I, I find that it's so freeing, you know, it is so amazing is. to, to be on this journey, starting out and to feel like there's an outlet for the creativity, for the fun. Um, yeah, I'm, I am loving it so far. That's great. It's, it's, it's been great. It, it, it helped me, uh, on a personal level, it helped me get through the pandemic or mm-hmm. 
yeah, like getting say, through, yeah, through it, but <laughs> it's helping me get through the yeah. pandemic. Um, you know, it's just it's 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 something you know if you're coming into it as new and again you have no idea where to start, you have no idea. Um, yeah, you just have no idea where to start. Toys, camera, what kind of camera, which we will cover during mm-hmm. the series. Um, you know, I think that the, the biggest, the, the first tool, the first thing uh, you you need to come into it, or you should come into it, is just an open mind. Get that mm-hmm. imagination going. Pay attention to everything. Like you, if you're watching Marvel movie, if you're watching all these Marvel movies or DC movies or just movies in general, mm-hmm. the scene caught you. Man, that was a funny scene. That was an awesome scene. Hey, I have these figures. Let me see if I can try to recreate it, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And it's like, um, or even a fighting scene. Like again, it's like all these a lot of these fighting shots. They can be perceived as just oh, great, a product shot. But when you start looking at it in that different way of like, man, what story are they trying to tell? It's like, oh, okay, this is a real cool shot. It just adds to it a little bit more. So just come into it with you know you know, have all the fun you can, you know, open mind, just keep yourself, uh, you know, like, like when you were a kid that you just ingested everything that's going in around you because you're just learning so much. It's, it's kind of like you're doing the same thing all over again, because that's, that is going to eventually come out in, in a form of creativity when it comes to your shots, when it comes to your photos, your posing, your lighting, everything. Absolutely. Um, so that I, that's a big tool I would say you need to come into it that helps, mm-hmm. uh, definitely helps you get started. And I would say, experience. no, I think, I think you're, you're spot on. I think I would add only to that, to not be afraid of mixing and matching and, and just kind of doing something that's a little out of the, out of the ordinary. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you've got, um, two different kind of brands of toys, mix them up, um, have them, you know, I, I, as I mentioned, you know, camping and I love vans and, um, we had a a Volkswagen that I, we sold and I miss it. And I have, of course, like Legos camper vans, including the new one, um, that I'm building right now and Playmobiles. And so like, I'll just mix them up in a photo. And I did one with the two red because camper, uh, the Playmobil and Lego have done the same styles and the same colors. So I took, you know, the red Playmobil one and the red, uh, Lego one that my husband built actually at the beginning of the pandemic, when I had no interest in, in Lego. So it's kind of funny to look back. Um, and I just put them together and it was like the two characters, you know, obviously the size is different in the Playmobil figures and the Lego minifigures. And I just had the two vans, two characters in each saying like, Hey, nice van. And, mm-hmm. you know, thinking it doesn't all, you know, you can mix up franchises, you can mix up characters. You can say, Hey, what would happen if Darth Vader was hanging out with Spider-Man? Um, that's, what's fun for me now, especially mm-hmm. now that I know who folks are, <laughs> you know, yep. it's like, yep. Oh, okay. You know, a couple months ago, I wouldn't have known. I wouldn't have gotten your Thor reference. I'd be like, mm-hmm. I, I think that's a movie. I don't really know. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. now I can think about, oh, cool. Okay. So I saw this, let me play around, um, Mm -hmm. which 
of course, that's one of the other rabbit holes is, you know, you see a movie and then you're like, I don't know about you, but I'm like, oh, I got to get that figure. I got to get that um, figure. Oh, yeah. definitely. definitely. <laughs> I was like, oh, I wonder if they made these figures before. I need it. <laughs> totally. And then it's the, you know, going back. I think the one thing I am doing in, in going back to childhood is like thinking about my favorite movies. And then it's like, oh, what figures exist? So mm-hmm. obviously like getting the back to the future figures from from mm-hmm. Playmobil, because um, that is one of my favorite movies. Karate Kid. I'm like, oh, what can I do? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a rabbit hole, and I and I think you know you have to figure out what what's going to make the most sense long term because exactly. I can certainly fall into the impulse purchase, and I'm mm-hmm. sure we all. Oh, I, <laughs> we was, all I was a victim to that. Mm-hmm. I was a victim to that myself. That's when my wife was like, "Okay, this is getting out of control now." Yep, and that's why I had to set myself that rule. Um, but no, I, I completely 100% agree with you, you know, mashups to me. I mean, if you look at my feed, you know, I have doc taking pictures with Freddie. I have yep. DC taking pictures with Marvel. Like it's, it's, it, it, I love mashups because yeah, like you said, it's like, oh my God, Darth Vader hanging out with Spider-Man. What would they be doing? Like it, it's mm-hmm. again, it's that whole imagination and story. I mean, I, I, I follow people that they're strictly Star Wars and they just do Star Wars stuff. They strictly do Marvel stuff, which is great. Amazing images. I love it. Um, and that's what they want to do. And if that's what you want to do as a newbie, great, go for it. Um, and, but, for, you know, like, like for me, when I, when I started, I was doing a lot of horror stuff and just strictly horror stuff. And I graduated more into, you know, Freddy, oh, wow, Doc looks scared here. Let's put these together. Um, and I just found for myself that it just, it took that storytelling to a whole other level kind of thing. And so, yeah, don't be afraid to mash things up. Don't be afraid. I mean, if you have a Lego and you have a six-inch figure, put them together. Why not? See what mm-hmm. happens. See what you can create out of it. See what story you can come out, uh, what story can come out of something like that. And you might find out, okay, I love this, this is great. Or it's like, okay, this is just makes no sense whatsoever. I'm never doing this again. Cool. Well, you tried it and it's something different. Something like you said that you never thought you would be doing when you started this, but you find it's a lot of fun. It just opens up the doors to a whole new realm of, again, I've said this word a million times. I'm going to keep saying it, creativity, because mm-hmm. really that's what this is. Absolutely. So, so are you still doing that three? You're still in that 365 yeah, thing, aren't yep. you? Yeah. Uh, I think I, it's I, day I two. Gosh, I'd have to check it. It's like day 200 and something. It, And now, you know, I'm, I definitely don't want to miss a day. I'm like, ah, because mm-hmm. I know that if I miss a day. Yeah, especially now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think mm-hmm. if I had missed a day in January, I'd be like, okay. But mm-hmm. now it's like, I don't want to break the streak. Um, so, so that is maybe a, a nice segue into one question I had for you, because I don't know what it's like to not take a photo every day at this point, at least since January. Um, and I know that prior to that, you know, I would, I would go into these like spurts, you know, where I take a ton of photos, but then maybe not pick up my camera for a little while. How often are you photographing? Uh, I, on a, I try to get at least one a day. Okay. Sometimes I'll get two or three a day with the same figure, but different scenes. Um, just because in the middle of shooting one, I think, oh man, it'd be cool to probably do it this way. And then I change a bunch of things around the scene, the background or whatever the case is. And 
and do it another one. Um, so I have a, a pretty extensive backlog of photos that I have that, you know, it's like when I, when it's time to post on Instagram and it's like, all right, let's see what I'm going to post today kind of thing. So, you know, I have, I might take a picture and I'll post it for like another couple of weeks. Oh, wow. Uh, okay. Just because I have that much uh, of a, of a log going of, uh, of shots. Um, but I, I, I try to do one every day just because at least one every day. That's um, awesome. Because it's just, I, like I said, it's just, it's it's like you know when you're a kid and you're spending all day at school and at the end of school you know you get to go home and play a little bit that's how mine is I, I spend all day working and at the end of the day when I'm done with work it's like all right now I get to go play kind of thing and, and do something like this so I, I try to do it every day uh, pretty much what about uh, well obviously you're doing yours every day I'm doing every day but then I and and typically what I post is that day's photo which and mm -hmm. I know we're going to talk about editing in a much later episode but Mm -hmm. So my photos for the most part are straight out of the camera. Um, I'm mm -hmm. even cheating this month. Actually, I started this in July where I'm setting my frame um, to a one by one, mm -hmm. just one to kind of force myself to think in that square. Mm -hmm. But um, but also because then I literally pick the photo I want to use and then just upload it and I don't and have to do anything. I mean, so on mm -hmm. the one hand, it's kind of lazy. But on the other hand, it's forcing me to think in that mm -hmm. um, construct or mm -hmm. with those constraints. So. Yeah. One of my goals, you know, I mentioned I want to I want to get more into focusing on story, but I also really want to challenge myself when it comes to editing um, and post processing because I'm not I'm really not doing anything at this point. Mm -hmm. um, I might I would say out of every 10 shots, it's not even one. It might be like one or two a month that I might have to change something on um, like exposure. But I typically mm -hmm. every day just shoot. I might set the scene and take 20, 30 shots. Um, then I look at them all and choose one. And then I typically delete the rest unless I like, cause very, very rarely am I like loving five of them. But if I do, I'll take one, choose to be my daily photo. And then I I'll save the other four in a folder. Um, so I think that's how I've kind of approached things where, I might shoot several on a day, choose one to be the daily photo. Um, sometimes I'll load them, look at them and be like, ah, it's slightly off. And then I'll just like take the card out, put it back in my camera, reshoot. So that's mm -hmm. kind of been my process. I would say I'm spending anywhere from gosh, 10 minutes to maybe hour and a half, you know, mm -hmm. on any given day or um, just depends on kind of like, Mm -hmm. how creative I feel. And then maybe like you halfway through the shot, through my initial planned um, process, I realized, oh, if I tweaked it a little bit, mm -hmm. you know, I could have a whole different effect. And so I might reshoot. Um, so yeah, that's kind of what it looks like for me. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, uh, for me, it's the same. It's about, you know, from, from start to, you know, from the very start to the very time I'm done, uh, with the shot and this is not counting editing um yeah anywhere from an hour hour and a half uh the majority of the time is spent on lighting unfortunately just because you're always trying to get that one figured out yeah um but yeah it, it, it's a it's a it, it's around the same time editing is a whole other monster which you know we'll definitely get into that for me the editing takes longer uh, okay. than the actual shot does for other people is the other way around um but yeah i mean you can that's another thing you know if you're 
you know, and we'll get more into it when we talk about editing. But if you're like, oh, I've never done Photoshop before, I've never done Lightroom before, I wouldn't need editing. Da, 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 da. Don't get scared because you will find out that you either don't need it. You can, like, mm-hmm. you know, like Terry, like you said, you know, go right from camera, which is perfectly fine. I follow a lot of people that do uh, straight from camera and their shots come out amazing. Um, or you can start dabbling in some editing and the more you do it, the better you'll get at it. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll definitely cover that um, at, a, at another episode. Absolutely. And, and you mentioned, you know, you touched on a lot that we're going to cover in later episodes, like lighting and scene mm-hmm. setting, um, because it's all part of part of the, the journey. You know, it's mm-hmm. very rarely is it just about one toy, one photo. It's mm-hmm. it's about the story. It's about setting that scene. It's about how changing the lighting can change the the effect. And then mm-hmm. certainly if you want to go down the editing road, you can you can completely alter um, what you're doing and, and what came out of camera. Um, but if you're absolutely new to this and, um, you know, we'll talk about gear in the next episode, but play around, you know, sometimes I'll take a shot with my phone first to see how it's going to look. I did this a lot with, with Shelly's workshop. I would kind of set it up, um, see, you know, kind of frame it through my phone, tweak it a little bit before, before really shooting it. Um, and then I would also encourage folks, I wish I had done this from the beginning. So if you're just starting out, this would be one little piece of advice. When you create a scene, um, take the behind the scene shot. You know, you Mm -hmm. have the finished product, but kind of, you know, maybe even just your phone, you take some of those behind the scene shots so that you know how you set it up. Mm -hmm. If you were to try to go back to that or maybe tweak that shot, um, get the lights in there so you could see where they put, especially with the shots that, that you end up loving. It's like, Oh shoot, where did I have my lights for that? Because, you know, again, I'm still, I'm still new at this. I'm still figuring out what different, you know, a tweak here and a tweak there, the effect it'll have on the photo. And there are some where it's like, shoot, where did I position the light so that it, it ended up like that? Cause a lot of my, what I would say, some of the shots I love the most were really happy accidents. Um, mm-hmm. I wish I could say, oh yeah, I set the light up at this angle and mm-hmm. I did it at this and this ISO and aperture. I'd like, no, I don't remember any You're of like, it. No, no, that was completely by accident. Yeah, totally. Totally by accident. <laughs> I'm not even going to fake it and say that I knew what I was doing. I mean, do you, do you find that helpful advice? Do you do that? Like that, that's actually fantastic advice. I, 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 I've done behind the scenes shots just because and, and first of all, I'm very bad at taking behind the scenes shots. Um, so when I do take them, it's just to post them on Instagram with the photos so that people can see how I did it. But to use it as a tool, like you said, to see it's like, oh, I had this light here and I had this light here. That's a fantastic idea. I, I never even thought about uh that being a reason why to be to do behind the scenes shots. So there you go. That's a great idea. I, I would definitely say that is, you know, not just for a newbie, but maybe just, you know, even a, a veteran, a seasoned veteran. Like yeah. it, it's a great idea because yeah, I mean, unless you're taking notes and pictures of, oh, mm-hmm. I positioned this like this, you're, you know, you're not going to remember how you shot it. Like you might know the stats of the camera because, you know, you'll be, you know, the, the camera saves that information mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. you'll be able to look at that but when it, you're not going to remember where the lighting was or 
the strength of the lighting or if you were using right. any filters or anything like that. So no, that's a, I think that's a fantastic idea. Cool. Yeah. I want to do more of that and be more intentional about that. And I also want to be more intentional about kind of pre-planning, you know, so that it's not eight o'clock at night and I'm like, Oh shoot, I got to do my photo. I haven't thought about it yet. Cause then I'm just rushing it. But to really, you know, to kind of have a dedicated notebook, I, I do it every once in a while. Um, and that's where I think my workshops have been really good because I've been forced to be more intentional, set aside more time, um, plan more. And I need to get back. I need to be able to do that on my own without having the accountability piece, um, yes. having a notebook with all my ideas and, and so on and so forth. Um, we are coming up on looks like about 50, 52 minutes. Um, so we can time certainly get, time gets away when you're having fun. I'm absolutely. <laughs> uh, gosh, you know, it's, and I'm finding that I could spend, especially in the beginning when I was, was building and working on photos. I mean, I would look at my watch and be like, Oh my God, it's one in the morning. I need to go to bed. Cause I have a meeting in the morning. Mm -hmm. Um, I find that time just can slip away. Um, there is such a meditative aspect to this journey. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if you find that, but I think the I playing, do. the building, um, the photography mm -hmm. itself, I am finding such calm and, and like you, I think it's truly helped keep my sanity, mm -hmm. um, in the pandemic. Yes. yes, definitely agree with that. It's like, you know, a lot of people love running because not just because of the working out, but just because mm -hmm. they, they get lost in the moment. Uh, people work out for the same reason. Um, just any any hobby that you love doing, you know, that's the effect that you hope to get out of it. Is you you get lost in that moment. You're in that moment where nothing else around you. Not that it doesn't matter, but you're not paying attention to it. You know, it's great if you're having a bad day. You get lost in that moment. You forget about that bad day. Absolutely. Uh, um, so it, it's, you know, it, it, it does what a hobby should do for my experience and from the sounds of it, uh, from your experience as well. So, so, yeah, no, I completely agree. This is something I can talk about hours and hours and hours about. Uh, you know, for those of you listening, before we hit record on this, Terry and I were saying it's like, well, we might go 30 minutes, you know, it, 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 it doesn't matter how long it goes because we might not go that long. This might only be like 20, 30 yep. minutes. Like, there you go. You know, over 50 minutes. So yeah, absolutely. It, 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 it's definitely, it, it's, it's, I, I love it. I love every bit of, I love everything about this. Same. And, and, you know, for all of you listening, Ariel and I do not go back months and months and months. I mean, I think we've known each other for about a month, month and a half, maybe Probably about a month and a half. So yeah. you can see just this community, um, when you have something like this in common, it's just fantastic. Mm -hmm. So as we wrap up, just another reminder that our next episode is going to focus on cameras and lenses and kind of the gear and tools, um, we use when it comes to two cameras and lenses in specific. And then um, in the meantime, if you want to check us out and follow us on Instagram or see what we're doing, um, you can find me at Green Hen Photography. That's G-R-E-E-N-E-H-E-N -E -E Photography. And Ariel, I'll let you say where they can find you. Uh, so yeah, you can follow me on Instagram on at those underscore wonderful underscore toys. So awesome. those wonderful toys for those uh, those uh, Batman fans. Yes, that is uh, the line from 1989 Joker. 
Yep. Uh, and I'm Batman, the Joker, who said that where does he get those wonderful toys? One of my favorite movies of all time. So yeah, just rewatched that last week. Yeah. Oh, so I, I am so excited that Michael Keaton is coming back as Batman. Oh, <laughs> he's the best. <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll talk about that another time. But yes, uh, yeah, at those uh, at those wonderful toys. And uh, that's all I have because I don't do any other kind of social media. <laughs> awesome. And and also, you know, if you're listening and you're not yet involved in the toy photographers community, check us out on Facebook, yes. listen to other podcast episodes, um, the MeWe community, and and really start start following some folks and and start looking for inspiration and start shooting and have fun. Um, yes. Anything you want to add? You want to close it out? Uh, no, just, uh, you know, Thank you for all of you who who uh, listened. Hopefully, we came up with some. Uh, hopefully, we uh, inspired and came up with some good ideas. Uh, uh, again, like you know, Terry said, uh, feel free to drop us any questions on our Instagram account. Um, and uh, yeah, just keep tuning in. It's only gonna make it better. We hope. And um, yeah, hopefully, uh, you can uh, learn from us. And yeah. Fantastic. So until next time, <laughs> thanks everybody. We'll talk to you soon. Ariel, thank you so much. This was so no, much thank fun. You, Terry. Until next time. Okay. Till next time. Thank you so much for listening. If you want more episodes or articles about toy photography, visit us at toyphotographers.com. The best way to connect with us on social media is on MeWe. Search for toyphotographers.com or find the link in the show notes. If MeWe's not your thing, visit us at Facebook, Toy Photographers, or on Twitter, at Toy Photo Blog, or on Instagram, at underscore Toy Photographers underscore. Thanks again for listening.